0: luck and load this is steve dace the steve day show
1: and greetings happy friday welcome to the steve day show here live and on demand on blaze tv radio and podcast i am steve dace he is todd erzin he is aaron mcintyre joined today by our good friend new york talk show host shannon joy with us here on the roundtable We'll begin the day's Group here in just a matter of moments. By now, you know the way Fridays work around here. Next hour, we'll get to your feedback, which you have sent to us via the stevedays.com inbox. That's coming up in the very next hour of the show. But before you hear from or we hear from you, you hear from us with the day's Group. Your weekly look at the week that was begins, as it always does, with Issue 1, Bleep, Lord Nefarious Says.
2: And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping keeping America's independent and safe, if you want to fight against a country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use. I think
3: President Joe Biden's been doing his job, honestly. The Republican Party, the MAGA Republicans, are a domestic terrorist cell operating in America. This is a group of people who have decided that it is acceptable to use violence and threats of violence to try to achieve their political means, that it's okay to threaten law enforcement to stop them from doing their job.
4: You know, the president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. The president has been clear as he can be on that particular uh, piece when we talk about a democracy and when we talk about our freedoms. uh, The way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. Uh, That extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom. What do you think about the president calling millions of Americans semi fascist?
1: Listen. He's got to express and be honest about what he feels in his heart and his soul, and I think that's probably exactly what he did.
4: And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong. Okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you don't re- you don't represent our values. Stop calling them out. You're not allowed to label like that. Here. What? Stop it, Diego. Yeah. Yeah, We're not going to call them that. We're going to call them M.A.T.S. No. attracted Persons. No. So don't judge people just because they want to have sex with
2: a five-year-old. Oh. J.K. Rowling loves misogyny. Any—loves it! She loves it! Any woman who says, I am a feminist, I am ridding the world of misogyny, and then spends all day tweeting mean things at trans people, or gets on trans people's profiles and just says the most horrible, cruel things, that's not how you end misogyny. So we can all see from your actions that you don't actually want misogyny to go away. J.K. Rowling uses the fact that misogyny is real, it does exist, to be the constant victim. And in her warped, awful morality, she thinks being a victim entitles her to victimize anyone that she wants to. That bullying is what TERFs are addicted to. But So how is
3: it two different things? Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's not okay. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated, they're allowed to stay.
4: Uh, why but that's not how it works like we actually no i know that that's not
3: what you guys want to happen but that is what has what happened. but
4: that's not it's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> that's not that's, that's not exactly how what's happening we
1: well. first question shannon as the guest and because ladies are first here on the program what was the foulest stench from the bowels of hell this week
5: Well, you dangled Kathy Hochul in front of me. So, of course, I'm going to have to go with Governor Kathy Hochul telling every conservative, every liberty-loving New Yorker to hop on a bus and head down to Florida because they're no longer welcome. And I have to say, I mean, you also, Steve, dangled this in front of me. Your monologue, I think it was Monday or Tuesday this week, my phone started blowing up. Uh, what was it? The It was the monologue about why on earth would you stay in New York State? And I think it really was like an open letter to Shannon Joy. Like, why the hell are you still there, Shannon? And, um, but I, I just have to say, because of statements like that from Governor Hochul, right? If you had someone like Governor Hochul come to your state and stand up and tell you to get the hell out of your home. Previous governor said him. the same thing. right. This right. isn't
1: even new. Like, the previous governor said the same thing.
5: Yeah. Are are you going to leave? Like, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to step down and cower and run away. Like, that only makes me more committed to staying and making sure that these people are held accountable in any way possible. Maybe it's not- So when Jesus said,
1: when they don't want to listen to you anymore, kick the dust off your sandals and move on to the next town, he was calling you to cowardice?
5: Well, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. That's, you know, evangelical. Um, that's about witnessing and, and converting people to Christianity. I'm talking about when when Churchill
1: called for the retreat at Dunkirk, that was an act of cowardice. Should they have just stood there and fought? I mean, after all, France was their country, right? So the Nazis, it doesn't belong to them. Should they all just have sat there on the beaches, completely surrounded and died and lost world war two right then and there. There's no such thing ever ever as i mean i wasn't planning on arguing this with you but you want to do it i'm happy to this too. is
3: not and i want to be clear too this is not why we had Shannon on i no. mentioned to you last week no. randomly we need to get her back on again because we haven't had her on again i did not reach out to her this earlier this week after or before that monologue was so just just for the
1: record sure but it's okay i'll, I'll you know what i'll give you the last word cuz i spoke on this like for an hour as you know is there any such thing ever as a strategic retreat
5: absolutely Absolutely. If you are losing, if lives are at the, on the line, if lives are at stake, and if it, it is, you know, completely hopeless, it's not hopeless in New York. And I know because I'm living in New York, and it doesn't seem like we're winning right now, but we're we're building something. We're building a momentum. Uh, the situations aren't the same. I'm not about to be shipped, shipped off to a concentration camp. Our lives aren't at stake. Yeah, it you know, things are not good here. But From my estimation, it's still worth saving. And honestly, I didn't even want to fight with you. I I didn't want to argue with you about this because I understand your sentiment. Mm -hmm. I understand why people think that way. I just see it differently because I'm embedded and I'm, I'm here on the ground and I see so much momentum. It's not what you would consider to be traditional wins. It's not necessarily through a Republican Party apparatus. But we are growing and we're getting stronger. And I do think that we're going to push through and you're going to see New York State change.
1: Okay. I hope you're right. Todd, What stuck out to you the most?
6: Uh, I think the, I affectionately think of him as the trans Socrates. <laughs> that guy in... Rip- is
1: he a thing? I've never seen him before. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, 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 he's out there. Uh yeah that that guy again in in talking about um JK Rowling he's he's not arguing a just leave me alone just uh, you don't judge me let me do my thing no he and this speaks to something Steve mentioned yesterday he he he, he said it. he he mentioned the word morality he's saying she's being immoral right he's speaking as a prophet of a religion and Be- because he is yes and that dovetails nicely with because you need to have eyes to see and use to hear that and it's clear that shannon does i, I just to go back to where we started this no one um shannon doesn't take a backseat to anybody in this room I, i'm fighting for her cause she she was arrested for it uh so i i trust shannon's this is where i straddle this i have two kids i moved out of public school within the last year because of the kind of things we're talking about i have one who's still there at a lower level where we haven't any problems so i'm evaluating that as a father shannon i trust her eyes and ears as a mother there the problem is where this is where steve is dead right Shannon, you and I, we, in terms of those with eyes to see and ears to hear on the right, are, are unicorns. There's Mm -hmm. just, there's just so few of us who willing to, if Shannon, if you, life in your backyard and my backyard would be infinitely different. And I think you'll agree, instead of you being alone getting arrested, if there were 10 moms like you, just 10 same, mm-hmm. with, same with me that's the problem so I absolutely trust your instincts on there I mean mm-hmm. I, and I respect the hell out of them the problem just like in my backyard is uh, there's all kinds of people even when they agree with me they don't show up they don't do anything they have excuses so it's up it's really uh, when, when your time is right Shannon um, we will know New York is truly unredeemable because I know you'll that's fight right. to the last breath Darren right.
3: I'd say this week, the, the worst of the worst, and I keep harping on this, but speaking this into existence, speaking this just into the zeitgeist, again, repeatedly, this is not the first time, we're not crossing a Rubicon here, it was crossed a while ago, threatening to bomb American citizens because they didn't vote for you, guys... We're we're crossing uh, we're we're crossing third base here. Sounds like violating very, norms. Very, <clears throat> thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a norm violator. Um, we're crossing third third base is you know uh, arrest this man and we're heading to ho- home plate really really fast with a full head of steam which is uh, round them up round them up. Now our concentration camps might look like the COVID camps in Australia where we get like uh, cheap I don't know um you know container something like that that we can live in but we're heading there really really fast before we get to that point though before we get to that point though i'm afraid there's going to be a lot of bloodshed and i don't think the other side really cares that much about nope. that no
1: they're open for it and nope. I,
3: I keep saying this this was just it was the perfect example it was some podcast convention some random podcast convention had to apologize to their attendees for the mere physical um, physical just transient again just passing through presence of Ben Shapiro your existence is intolerable they will follow through on that and that's what we're hearing with more and more frequency with just unashamed, unashamed i mean charlie Kristen florida you've got hate in your heart if you support donald trump kathy Hochul, Well, claiming we he's talked. the candidate of love exactly kathy yeah. Hochul. get back to florida where you belong we're gonna bomb you with f-15s there's a, a, a MAGA republicans are da- dangerous I, it could go on and on they do not want your presence how do you share a country with this i think the other side is asking the
1: same thing as well we don't want to share a country with this and they're telling you yep On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the odds, Joe Biden knows if he's wearing a mask or not. You guys see that video earlier this week? No. Yeah, he's wearing a mask outside, then takes it off before he goes indoors, wears a mask outside to walk to uh, the helicopter, takes it off when he gets inside the helicopter. Yeah. I think he has it backwards. Anyway, Um, with 1 being the odds, Joe Biden knows if he's wearing a mask or not. And 10 being the odds Lindsey Graham wears a mask in the champagne room at the manhole. Rank this week's level of total depravity, Todd? 10. Aaron? 10. Shannon? 10. Wow. 10 from Shannon. Now you know it's a 10. Uh, Before we get to issue two, a reminder from our friends at Tiger Coolers. It is the first full weekend of college football, which is why I'm wearing my Aiden Hutchinson jerseys today. Um, in fact, I'm going to wear an Aiden Hutchinson jersey next week, too. It'll just be a Detroit Lions one. I'm, I'm kind of an Aiden Hutchinson fanboy after last season, a little bit. Anyway, uh, it's peak tailgate season. And if you want a peak cooler for tailgate season, get one right now. Premium coolers from our friends at Tiger Coolers. All American-made, lifetime warranty. It's a pro-America company as well. Enter the promo code STEVE at checkout to get 10% off when you go to taigacoolers.com. T A T-A-I-G-A I G A is how they spell it over there at taigacoolers.com. T A T-A-I-G-A, I G A. Promo code Steve for 10% off. Let's get to issue two. Here's something I thought I'd never say during the day's group. Dr. Drew.
3: Dr. Drew Pinsky has long been known as a trusted media medical personality, hosting syndicated radio shows, various rehab-themed reality TV shows, and is currently the host of a few internet talk shows and podcasts, which is why it caught the eye of many, including the censors at YouTube, when he somewhat recently started talking about the harmful effects of the COVID jabs. Pinsky, as mentioned, was given a strike on YouTube after he posted an unedited picture of what he calls spontaneous raccoon eye, after taking the j jab, Drew subsequently announced YouTube had reinstated his account. Drew has played host to numerous COVID jab opponents recently, including Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone. When you factor in other major pop culture figures pushing back on the jab like quarterback Aaron Rodgers and tennis superstar Novak Djokovic, we could be seeing the beginning of a sea change in the zeitgeist surrounding the jabs.
1: All right, so let's get to this here, and I, I want to start Shannon with you because I picked up on this because I saw you tweeting quite a bit about it. All right, I mean, in our generation, Aaron probably doesn't even doesn't even know this. This was going on at the time he was born. I mean, I, when I think of Doctor Drew, and I, I have no idea what he's been doing for the last twenty years. When when I think of Doctor Drew or thirty years, I might mean, think of Adam Carolla and Doctor Drew taking phone calls from dudes at you know midnight on that whatever that love show line. was love line on MTV. Hey, you know what, man, I was playing with myself <laughs> and I shot my eye out doc. What do I do? Right. That that's what I think of when I think of Dr. Drew. Seriously. Okay? Seriously. Yes. Hey, what are the, uh, what, what's this cheese emanating puss sore from my genitals? Oh. Uh, Dr. Ooh. Drew, can you help me with this? That's okay. what I think of. I had no idea until I saw Shannon's tweeting about this, that he actually has become like some kind of mainstream Oh yeah. medical commentator. I, I, I had no idea. Like I had no idea what Doctor Drew's been doing since him and Corolla had teamed up. Did you know this? Yeah. It, am I just getting dumber as I get older? I don't know. Who, I don't know who the trans you're Socrates less. is. you maybe caring, that's what it is. I'm caring caring less. less. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who the trans Socrates was. I had no idea that Doctor Drew I didn't even know his last name, frankly. Uh, had a career after Loveline. I had no idea. But Shant, you go. You want to say something?
6: Well, you pay me to be dace online, so. You know, it's my job to, as the, uh, what, Tyrion Lannister on, uh, on uh, the uh, previous Dragon show. Are said, you the king's hand? Yeah, he's, he's his job, and it's a great line. It's a t-shirt. I drink and I know things. So, that's me.
1: <laughs> nice. So, Shannon, given his pop culture cachet, apparently, that I was completely unaware of, is it possible that people like Dr. Drew could be a tipping point to toppling the poisonous jab?
5: I love that you mentioned the term tipping point because I've been exploring Malcolm Gladwell's book tipping point. He's a Canadian thinker philosopher uh, wrote this really phenomenal book called tipping point, And it's about ideas. He wrote it in the context of marketing and advertising products or services, but you can also use that, um, the formula that he looks at for ideas as well. And, what he what he posits in that book is that when you see like an avalanche a tipping point like a narrative just push through a culture or a society people tend to think that it is organic it came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. there wasn't anything happening underneath but he really looks at like underneath that tipping point what needs to happen he identifies characters connectors salespeople and mavens uh, that form groups that share information and then begin to push an idea out and it's all happening underground. People don't really see it. And then he also talks about what needs to be necessary in in terms of the idea being sticky. It's got to be a good idea. It's got to be a good product or service. In this case, it's the truth. There's no stickier idea than the truth regarding the vaccines. I think you're absolutely right that Dr. Drew is now going to join Joe Rogan and uh, Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving and Cole Beasley of the Buffalo Bills and all of these these characters, Naomi Wolf actually at the very beginning who was, you know, um, a liberal darling. And it is all these people sharing information and in every area, science, medicine, media, and it's percolating around underneath. And this is one of the reasons I'm so optimistic, going back to what we were saying about New York state. And seeing these groups forming, I'm seeing the mavens. I can see the salespeople, I can see the connectors. I'm watching them, looking for them. And I think you're absolutely right. We are so close to busting through in in an extraordinary way with these vaccines. It's tragic because so many millions of people have been damaged um, or have died from these vaccines. But the, the genie's out of the bottle, right? It's done. Like, this idea is going to tip. It's only a matter of time. And this is why, to your point with your discussions about people like Donald Trump and also the Republican Party, they need to get a handle on this immediately because this horse has left the barn. The idea is going to tip, and we're going to be there very soon.
6: Are you as
1: optimistic, Todd?
6: I am not. Uh, Dr. Drew's an interesting case in this because he was, at the very beginning of COVID, he, was, he pushed back hard and vocally against the whole shutdown panic. I do
1: remember that now that you mention yeah. it. I had forgotten
6: about that. And okay. he got a ton of pressure on that, too. And then he did a mea culpa. I was wrong. I was wrong.
1: So apparently but, I had heard of him since 1994, but, also, but I forgot. You
6: know, other people, you know, even uh, who's to argue against the, the good that uh, Matt Walsh has done. But Matt Walsh was very stridently against it. Matt Walsh then said, I was wrong. And then, you know, Matt... Walsh came back uh into the middle so I I get that this was challenging certainly in the first couple weeks uh to navigate so if if Dr. Drew learned from that and said never again and he plans on fighting in a new way akin to the way Steve spent the time talking about on the show totally transforming the way he uh does things could he be but here's the thing for people to follow him and look at how, how many people took this it, it, it takes a—we're talking about religious experiences. We're asking people—a lot of people are going to have to admit, I was wrong. It, that's hard to do in a prevailing Christian culture that we don't have anymore. People don't want to admit they were wrong. They're, now, they don't have to necessarily admit they were wrong to say they were fooled, you lied to me. But that's, that's the real trick. This really isn't about Dr. Drew or any other. One. Look at how many people. It is, as you say, Shannon, you're right. You just It's right there. It's not a secret anymore. The scam is right there. People see it and just choose to say, I'm going to go on and do other things. I'd rather pretend that, yeah, whatever, we're going to move on from it, than actually deal with it head on and hold it accountable. Uh, that's my fear. My, it's the people are the problem. Ding,
5: ding. But, Go ahead, Shannon. B- but they won't because they're afraid. See, the, the, the one distinguishing factor here is that people are terrified that they have put this substance into their body. They're afraid. They're afraid for their long-term health prospects. They're worried about their natural immune systems. And so you're right. Dr. Drew doesn't have to be an evangelist but he's already exposed this to his audience. I think, it-
6: I think ironically there in New York, where you are as isolated as somebody like you could be, far more isolated than Steve and I are here in Iowa, I think maybe that's why you feel that, because you've found your people. Honestly, here in Iowa, there's all kinds of people on the right who think, yeah, uh, what, vaccines are hurting people? They have no idea. They have no idea. Sorry, Aaron.
3: People don't have to admit they're wrong, Todd. They just have to admit they're victims of orange man trying to jab through Jam jam through the vaccines. Yeah. Nobody has to admit they're wrong here. Nobody has to admit they're wrong. They just which have is why to, another reason just, why they're going to do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody has to admit they're wrong. All they have to do is cognitively believe that they were victimized, and that's you know that's. That's reason yeah. enough. That's reason enough to turn on the jabs, even though the next ones, which we'll talk about in a moment, even though the next ones are going to be the safest jabs in the history of jabs, even though they were never tested on but that's humans. What, then
6: you're not really turning on the jabs. You're turning on some other. Item. No,
3: you're you're, you're you're turning on these jabs, I should say.
1: Remember the summer of 2020, and there was a pivot moment there, where where Trump could have gotten out of the whole lockdowns, actually it was the spring of 2020, gotten out of them. Yep. Hey, you know, we, uh, we, we did such a great job. You guys did such a great job of following us and what we asked you to do that we're now in a recession because we've, you know, because of our healthcare sector has lost so much business. So, you know, great job. And uh, we're going to go to forced, we're going to go to, you know, precision protection of the vulnerable, and we may ask you to do some mitigation. Forget what we you know about masks and stuff now. Maybe we'll ask you to wear masks and stuff like that. But we got to mostly get back to normal here. He could, there were, there, I mean, we could go back to 2020 and count three, four, five pivot moments that Trump could have taken off ramps, right? And gotten on the right side of this. And then never really did until he got sick with COVID and over it himself. But by then the die had been cast. They had their ballot harvesting schemes and everything else already in place. Who wants to bet that the Democrats are going to pass on, on, on four or five off-ramps here? That they're, that, that they're just not going to take the very first off-ramp of, oh, now we got scientists at UCLA and Stanford coming out with studies this week showing that uh, the risk-benefit analysis of the jab is actually worse than the risk of COVID hospitalization. You can see, I mean, we can we all see it coming. They're going to just eventually say, and this is what Aaron is addressing, they don't. They can do what you want them, what you think is hard for them to do, without ever having to do it. They can just say, "This is what happens when you trust Donald Trump." We had great vaccines until Trump. Everybody trusted the vaccine system. Everybody trusted medical health care. He pushed these risky vaccines through. No one's trustworthy now. Everybody's lost their faith in public health. Anthony Fauci will be retired, gone. This is this is the gaslighting that is in the process of commencing right now. Shannon, you agree or disagree with that?
5: Yes, this is something that we addressed very early on. When he wrote Operation Warp Speed, that executive order, I went to my audience that night and said, this is a disaster. Number one, because I knew at the time that you could not bring a vaccine to market safely with only a year or two of clinical trials and no long-term trials. We also knew at the time that every mRNA trial that they tested on an mRNA vaccine in animals resulted in 100% of the animals dying. So we knew immediately, I knew immediately, that this would be hung around the neck of Donald Trump when inevitably it would be proven to be a disaster for humanity. It's very sad. It's very sad. It's tragic. But that doesn't, I don't think that, honestly, I mean, I think Trump... We, we might need to begin to explore the idea of Trump bearing some responsibility for this.
6: No, of course, he bears responsibility. I just don't don't underestimate. Of course, they're gonna they'll lie. The lie is the point. They'll lie about anything. But the the magical power of vaccines is why this was allowed to happen in the first place, and that started way before COVID. You're just not gonna see a, a, a people this broken. I mean, I, I guess I, the question is to what taking the off ramp. To what end?
1: To the end of preserving the magical power of vaccines by saying this is a unique outlier. You're right. There were more <laughs> adverse events to this than any other vaccine ever. You're right. It was far more unsafe than any other vaccine ever. Everything you guys said, it's turned out to be exactly we're, correct, and it's because Trump did it. We're not really,
3: we're yeah. not really debating um, politics and tactics here. We're really just debating this conversation. Which denomination of the spirit of the age cult is going to win here?
1: Right. Correct. Mm. All right. Let's get to the exit question here. True or false. Pop culture figures like Dr. Drew, Novak Djokovic, and Aaron Rodgers are more valuable assets in our current culture war than just about any GOP politician. True. No hesitation from you at all. None.
3: Aaron. Undeniably true.
1: Undeniable.
5: 10,000% true. A million percent true.
1: Is this, in you guys' minds, because I got a little time, quick redirect, is it, is this more about our overemphasis on celebrity or the feckless uselessness of the vast majority of Republicans?
3: Easily the latter.
6: Yeah. Remember, these guys are not beloved. They... Both Aaron Rodgers and Novak have a considerable number of haters. When well, you
1: kick as many people's asses as they have for as long as they not have. Not you that, make a lot of enemies. There, there, yes. There's
6: a, there's a douchey quality to both. And of there's them. that too. And he's my yeah. quarterback, particularly like, Aaron. Yeah. And Novak is not. I mean, he's had some issues. He got kicked out of a tournament for because he got mad, hit a ball, and it hit a ball girl in the face. You yeah. know. So I mean, they're not they're not the White Knights. It, but they, it's because of the latter.
1: What do you think, Shannon, on that one?
5: Yeah, I think it's the latter. And here in New York, just as an illustration, uh, the the Republican Party, I think, it, the problem is the Republican Party. The problem is the Republican Party. Uh, we have got to do business with that. In, in New York State, in my county, we have a Republican Party about to re-up for six years. Mike Mendoza, our little mini Fauci health commissioner.
1: Hmm. All right, $1. we'll come back. Million dollars. More on million. More of the Days Group here when we return. Stay tuned.
0: Following the truth no matter where it leads the Steve day show
1: there are not a lot of places that we can turn these days and avoid doing business with people who hate us and would love to end our way of life which is why when such an option presents itself by all means please take advantage of it and thankfully one place where such an option exists is with a product that all of us need to use these days and that is a mobile phone check out our friends at Patriot Mobile they're really America's only American mobile phone company They have pretty much the same towers and same networks that everybody else has because everybody pretty much has the same towers and same networks that everybody else has. But now you'll get your mobile phone service with the peace of mind of knowing you're not directly funding uh, the spirit of the age. If you want to make the switch today and you're a veteran or first responder, let them know they'll give you even bigger savings as a way of saying thank you for your service. For the rest of us, you can get a free activation with the offer code Steve when you head to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Again, PatriotMobile.com slash Steve or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. Let's welcome back in our friend Shannon Joy, New York talk show host here on the Steve Day Show on Blaze TV as we continue on with our weekly look at the week that was. Let's get to issue three. Human trials are for science deniers.
4: Do you think human trials are for... Do you like being inoculated against an already extinct variant Were five jabs not enough? Then you need Jab 2.0, Jab Harder. It's got electrolytes, coming this fall. This heart-stopping rendition of the Hit Formulation is available in three flavors, chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. It's got the same spike protein for that long-lasting sensation, and the virtue you love so you can show the world you care. Tested on rodents and only rodents. Just like you, for extra super duper safety with an extra kick of electrolytes for your pleasure. Look at this loser. He didn't get jab 2.0 jab harder, and now his cranny boyfriend left him for Lindsey Graham. Don't be a science denying loser. Try jab 2.0 jab harder. It's got electrolytes. Endorsed by Joe Biden. I'm gonna put him. Uh, foot, foot. Coming this fall.
6: You, you didn't spend too much time on that, Aaron. You spent just the right that's amount That's a
1: masterpiece. Of time. That is an absolute masterpiece and requires mass distribution.
6: Yeah, on YouTube. That oh, is yeah. an wow. absolute masterpiece. How long will it last on YouTube?
1: Yes. No, it will not. <laughs> that's an absolute masterpiece. Okay, that's a masterpiece. I almost feel like we are undermining it in some way by having a conversation after that. Nevertheless, we persisted. So I actually want to have a broader conversation on just what we call science these days because um, the other side of the uh, argument here that doesn't want any pre-existing standard, you know, like uh, the existence of God, the Bible, the Constitution, um, uh, you know, the laws of nature and nature's God. They don't want any pre-existing standard to determine any of the decisions we make today, but they recognize they need some standard. That they have to claim as the filter by which they make their choices and so they've chosen it to be science okay so here here's some of the science that we have gotten here just this week you guys good with this if you don't mind okay um as aaron just pointed out brilliantly we now have uh, boosters another round of um, boosters for the omicron variant tested on eight mice and zero humans but yes Line up and jab harder. Yes. All right. So zero humans and eight mice determines whether to poison your body again or not. Um, We had California announce this week that they're going to stop selling gas powered vehicles in the year 2035. And then literally 72 hours later, California also announced you cannot charge your electric vehicle because they're short on electricity. (laughs) Uh, the city of Denver uh, had a bunch of its left-wing citizens decide to hand over control to the electric company in a new program about uh, the best way to conserve energy. Uh, Temps were in the 90s there apparently all this week, and they were informed they cannot turn their AC down because they don't have control of it, and that would also be too much strain on the power grid. Um, we found out that the uh, the uh, uh, the Arctic ice has actually grown significantly Um it's not melting. The thickness of the ice up there has actually in Greenland has actually grown significantly from where it was before. Um, we've got scientists from places like Stanford and UCLA doing risk benefit analysis that shows the risk of an adverse event. A serious adverse event from the jab is, is higher than the risk of giving getting a hospitalization from the actual virus. We have a peer reviewed study over at Cure Us uh, which is an open-source, peer-reviewed journal that showed ninety-two percent effectiveness of early prophylaxis with the right dosage of uh, ivermectin. I, should I go on? Should I go on? Um, what the hell is science? What is it, Aaron? What is what is science? What is
3: whatever it? the hell you want it to be? If you're in power, that's that's what science is. Science was supposed to be. You know the uh, observation, the observation, um, and uh, and archival, if you will, of observable things. Basically, that's that's my that's Aaron's definition of of science. Okay, that's that's what comes from from my head. What science is uh, has become, and really for my entire life has been is a a gigantic club. No, not the type of club you get a membership into, like a a gigantic caveman club. That's the way it's been my entire life. Um, If you don't believe thus and such, you don't believe the science. The science simultaneously is a club and the apparently highest good for people who believe in, you know, moral relativity. That doesn't make any sense. Or moral subjectivity. That doesn't make any sense for something to be the highest good. But it's always been treated like it's the highest good. We must, we must, uh, we, we, we must do this and this for science. For good. It's simultaneously a club. And the highest good. Which means it's a, means it's a, a false religion. That's, that's what it has become. A false religion. Full of zealots. That's, that's what it has become. Now you can science as the religion you can put any term you want on that. we call it the spirit of the age cults or whatever we do on any given day, but that's what it is it's It's been a club my entire life, and it is simultaneously for people who say
1: that there is no such thing as good or evil the highest good somehow so Shannon Aaron's definition basically is this is the spirit of the ages version of um because I said so because God said so they needed an authority beyond themselves. And so science has become that pseudo authority.
5: Yeah. Throughout human history, man made institutions and organizations, whether it's governments or a church apparatus. Remember how King George used the church of England to persecute and, you know, go after certain sects of Christianity. Um, Throughout history, institutions have been used by men with God complexes to wage war against God. And science during you know the Enlightenment and throughout history, you've seen, I mean, in, in scriptures, God wanted us to populate the earth and subdue it, which I see as meaning to understand it. And science when it, it is practiced honestly and in pursuit of truth is a way for men, humanity to understand and just um, marvel at the creation that that God created, right? Um, it, it contributes to that understanding. But over time it's been corrupted, it's been manipulated and those who seek to oppress and to kill And to deceive will take it over. And then it does begin to take on the elements of a cult or a religion. And today it's being used to wield extraordinary amounts of power over humanity. And so we're going to have to rethink science and and what is science. And that's going to be our struggle in the 21st century.
2: Todd?
6: I think it's actually the same thing it's always been. Science, going all the way back to the Greeks, was imposing our human reason onto the chaos out there, the perceived chaos, and to try to harness it, to try to impose order on it. That's what the uh, Greeks did. Uh, That's what the scientific uh, revolution was about. This has happened, uh, heck, there's a tradition with it outside of Western civilization. The Chinese, the Arabs, they have all, all done this. Here's how it's different, though. And this goes back to Gandalf when did you choose uh, uh, trade in reason for madness mm. we're not imposing our reason on the chaos we are imposing madness yeah onto it but it's and it's defining its own order its own new world order the same thing is still happening it's just a difference of the reason and the madness
1: hmm. so similar to religion yeah nefarious forces recognize that in the end they're in the end the ability to provide the appeal to authority where the perception of authority is what ultimately grants them that authority right
6: nefarious got it right as you described in the book nefarious had to figure out this is different i got to learn how to twist this american experience thing which defied me I the outside in ways others couldn't. I need to have it, like, weaponize itself against itself. Science is the exact same thing. You wrote about it. Hmm.
1: Exit question. Am I hearing a bunch of noise, by the way? Is the audience I'm hearing trying this?
6: To.
1: Okay. I wanted to make sure I didn't know if it was me. You're gonna gonna draw more attention to it by saying anything about it. (laughs) But it's starting to bug the hell out of me. That's okay. And it is my show, and that's why I'm saying something about it. You don't need hey, you don't need to jump down my throat, man. It's all right. Is it just where is it coming from? It's coming from Shannon's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exit question. True or false? There is literally nothing that Big Pharma could conjure that a certain segment of our population would not willingly take into their bodies. And and if if you say false, then what would it be? You're
6: asking me this question?
1: I'm asking. I'm asking everybody this question.
6: They they will take anything they're told in the name of religion. Anything. Anything. There's nothing. As long as it's... it's, If if they told them colostomy bags. I mean, there's a medical veneer to that. Sure, of course.
1: But they refashioned it. Yeah. Uh, colostomy vags, stop respiratory viruses. Wear those on your face.
6: Yeah. they do it. Okay.
1: Absolutely. What do you think, Aaron?
3: Uh, I think there's nothing that they could conjure that a certain segment of this population would say, ah, uh, no, that's too far.
1: Nothing. Yep. Wow. Shannon, is there anything?
5: I Okay. It's a, a certain segment, I think you're right. But... I do think that the majority of the population, when you look at the uptake for the boosters, you look at the uptake for young kids with these vaccines, and you're beginning to see Americans just kind of reject them, I think that that the majority of the population, there is a limit, and we're getting close to that limit. But you're right, You know, th- this small segment of just cult followers, the branch Covidians that people call, the, I, I, two boosters, three boosters, 10 boosters, I, I don't see any end to it.
1: Hmm. So let's get to our kicker question then. Completely off topic. Except it's not. <laughs> All right, issue four. Now that Ashley Biden's diary has been confirmed to be real, what is the next misinformation or conspiracy that will be confirmed later on to be true? What's the next one? Who wants to go first, outside take the first crack of, Outside at of the jabs? You can choose anything you want, sure.
3: Well, that's the low-hanging fruit. But that's probably what I would say. That's, I mean, that's next. That's coming around the corner.
1: That the jabs are dangerous. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Shannon?
5: Oh, I don't know. Chemtrails, five G, aliens. I mean, I nothing would surprise me. Well, nothing would surprise
1: me. the U.S. government is now uh, admitting that um, UFOs, what they're what they're categorizing as unidentified uh, flying. What is it? Uf flying phenomena Is it UFP? Is that
3: what it is now? No, it's a longer acronym. Something about the ocean or marine. Yeah,
1: but think. they're they're saying now that they're not of terrestrial origin. They're saying that now. So mm-hmm. Shannon might be right. It, it might be aliens. What do you think it, it's going to be, Todd?
6: How about something January six related with um? What's it, the the dude who's set all this up and and our friend is it makes, Ray Epps? Ray Epps. Thank you. That, Ooh, yeah, that's a good yeah, one. something related to. I mean, there's just they're now having like, they're taking pictures of, of piles of like f- files that could have been from our trapper keeper, Steve, and so and saying top secret. And this is why Trump is guilty. I mean, they, they. How much more can you? This deck of cards. How much more absurd can it get?
1: Don't I know. Have, yeah, the answer is a lot. I know. Don't ask that question, I know, please. I know. What's the name of the three Kardashian
6: sisters? Exactly. You get, see? And you told me, to, I love it. Just three days ago, I'd never say that again. It's true. <laughs> All right,
1: let's get to our predictions. Aaron, you get to go first. Go ahead.
3: Uh, this is something I said off the air earlier this week. I think there will be an attempt. I don't know if it'll be successful, but there definitely will be rumblings come this winter as gas prices and uh, fueling and heating prices continue to rise. There will be attempt to do the energy industry just like Obamacare did the insurance industry. And basically... Basically make that into a ward of the state where they're guaranteed profits of X many dollars or X many whatever every single season. So they don't have to worry about whether Democrats or Republicans are in control. They get guaranteed profits and the government gets more control. I do believe if there is an attempt to do the energy companies in like the insurance companies were done. I do believe, though, the difference this time, it'll try to be done by executive fiat.
1: That is a terrible prediction. Mm hmm. As in, what a terrible thing to have happen that likely will. Not terrible in terms of its accuracy, its projected accuracy, but more in terms of its potency. That is a—I'm cutting. I'm going to be self-cutting here in a a matter of minutes. Todd, I'm sure you've got a very optimistic (laughs) prediction. Yes, go ahead.
6: Well, we know that we always used to ask questions during the BLM stuff. You know, why are they burning their own cities down? But they're so that's behind. They're willing to do this. We know this. Right. So, with the election, you've said, I've said before, you know, that they need to delegitimize the next election because the margin of cheating, as Steve said, is too big for them to cheat the way they did before. But if they can delegitimize it, why why wouldn't they, for various reasons, make it up? They'll try to, instead of getting more votes in i think they might try to get less they will try to keep their people away in ways that they will then explain is it they couldn't get to the polls and that this whole election is illegitimate did i do it i'm still
5: cutting still cutting
1: shannon you got about 30 seconds go ahead
5: you'll like my prediction okay so i think very soon we're gonna see Steve days is moving to
1: new york state I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I couldn't
5: Listen, resist. Listen, I liked your monologue.
1: I, I couldn't it, resist. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Bad Steve. I apologize. Go ahead.
5: No, oh, I love it. You. I think we're going to see big insurance begin to step in. Big surety. Um, they will emerge to challenge big pharma for two reasons. First is the skyrocketing all-cause mortality and death benefits. So they're not going to pay the death benefits. They're going to go up against pharma. It's going to be epic. And I think that Farmer is going to be on the losing side of the battle. And it's going to be a massive battle.
1: I could see that happening. I could see that happening for sure.
0: Luck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show.
1: Back with hour two here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, and and all of you. You can let us know what you think about what we think by getting to the stevedace.com inbox. How do you get to that, you might say? Email the show, steve at stevedace.com. D-E-A-C-E, like us on Facebook, We Parlor and Gab. You can follow me at steve Dace Show on Twitter and Getter. And also, you can find me on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace. And then you can find clips of the show that are free to watch and free of any censorship when you head over to rumble.com slash Steve day show as well. Uh, Thanks to all of you that to listen via the podcast and for all of your five star reviews and hitting subscribe or follow, if that applies to where you listen to us from, if you've yet to do this and you're a podcast devotee, please consider doing so. The algorithmic gods are a fickle lot and demand frequent offerings and the offerings they demand are you liking us and following us and hitting five star reviews. So please consider doing that. And thank you to all of you that have done those things for us already. Uh, Feedback Friday is brought to you by Home Title Lock. Homeowners beware. You could already be a victim uh, of home title theft and not have a clue because some cyber thief somewhere may have already forged his name onto your title to your home. And here's how you'll find out. My partners at Home Title Lock have a special free offer for my listeners. So you find out now. Not when the late payment notices or the foreclosure notice shows up in the mail or the email or the text message. All right. Get a free, no obligation right now, home title scanned at Home Title Lock. Those are normally about $100. bucks. they are offering it to you for free right now to make sure that your home's title is in the free and clear and has not been tampered with or attempted to be tampered with by any nefarious sources. Take advantage of this right now when you enter your address at HomeTitleLock.com and use the code RADIO for the free offer home promo code radio for the free no obligation home title scan let's get to some feedback Friday you guys ready to go yes. let's begin with Jenny Meyer who says I was wondering if you could do me a small favor could you give a shout out to my mom sometime on the show I want to let her know how much I'm thankful and appreciate all she does for me she'd be so excited if not I still think your show is the best show hands down Jenny Meyer's mom, you didn't give me your mom's name, (laughs) so Jenny Meyer's mom, it's just mom, it's just mom, got a shout out, uh, gets a shout out uh, on behalf of Jenny Meyer, so ask and you you shall receive, that assumes of course therefore that Jenny Meyer's mom, Mama Meyer is also a listener, correct, so Mama Meyer, there's your shout out. My name is Matthew button. I currently serve as a chaplain in the army national guard and a chaplain for a hospice agency. My refusal to get the jab has placed me in challenging positions these last two years and continues to persist. I'd like to say this was an easy decision for me, but initially it was not. I'm blessed to have a passionate godly wife who desires truth above all. She challenged me in many ways and recommended your show to me. This led to conviction, apologizing to my wife and eventually having an understanding of truth and clarity. Although my current job and military career are day-to-day possibilities, I am forever grateful. Grateful for the Lord using you, not based on you guys' own merit, to stand firm in the faith, stand firm against tyrants, and encourage us all to do the same for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of the church. I pray for you guys' families and your team weekly, knowing the pressure that is placed on all your shoulders. Press on and continue to bring truth and clarity to a world that rejects it. May we find hope in the reality that the Lord has already won and will have his justice in the end. That is signed by Grace Matthew Button. Thank you, brother. That means a lot, especially coming from an actual warrior. And thank you for standing in the gap. Thank you for honoring your oath of office to defend this country against all enemies, foreign and domestic. This note is from Xavier Santiago. We are currently living on the East Coast, but are from Northeast Arizona. We want to get back to the middle of nowhere and start up our homestead. I've been looking at land in Colorado and Washington state, as well as our home state of Arizona. Colorado and Washington have more natural resources and better farmland, but they are obviously blue as can be, even though there are plenty of pockets that are not. Do you think that in the scheme of things, there's really a difference in red or blue? COVID taught us that while some governors set overbearing rules, none of them truly stood up and said no to the tyranny. I don't agree with that, by the way. We currently live in the Triangle of North Carolina. Very liberal, but we, my wife and I, never wore masks, never stayed home from work, never acted any differently than we did before. I'm a plumber, so I've been in sewage for many years. Never think twice about it. I say that to prove that even in left-wing towns, there are pockets of nonconformers. If I'm moving to a rural area, do you really think that it matters if I'm in a red state or blue state, especially knowing that all of that can change in four years, would love to hear your response you guys want to
6: respond to this first well i think considering that this letter is being read this week if you heard steve's show right at the outset he would say if you are living in a blue state you may have this pocket that you think you've carved out, but you all your tax money uh, is still going to the state. That is, I mean, we need to invent a different color because blue is like can't hold up under the weight of the just giant trash heap that the spirit of the age is doing to these states. Your 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 tax money is funding that, and Steve. Made that pretty clear. And then, again, it just sounds like a... ride it out... kind of thing. That No matter... I don't... uh, You may put... You may be to the right of all of us. But if your plan at this stage is just to find, like, this... place to be left alone... Again, Steve made it pretty clear that's not good enough either. So I just don't even know if... You're... uh, If you heard... I don't know when you wrote the letter. When did he write the letter, Steve? Is it? After, I guess I need. To, you don't know if it's before or after Monday. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I can excuse. I can excuse the 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 unknowing. If you wrote it before Monday. If you wrote it after Monday, or maybe now that it's being read, you know that it's been asked and answered by Steve. I guess that's my answer to this.
3: I think we've brought up. We've brought up. Um, Babylonian captivity of Israel before in, in the context of, you know, you need to continue to, to live your life, to marry off your daughters, to uh, plant your gardens, whatever. I think there is a temptation to have that sort of outlook where you are right now. Where that falls down, though, is that we're not captives yet. We're not captives Yet, we still, and and the reason, the whole reason why we even bring up tactical retreat is because our children's and grandchildren's livelihoods and or lives' ability to enjoy what we enjoyed is on the line. We could continue to act like we are in captivity until we actually are in captivity. Or a tactical retreat that would allow us to... At least establish a beachhead or two against the spirit of the age, and then figure things out from there. Um, so I don't know that's that's where my thought process is when it comes to what we discussed earlier this week um we're we're not in we're not in captivity, so I, I think a lot of us kind of act like we are already.
1: Excellent points, and you guys, what you said prompted me to realize I made a mistake in 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 when we discussed this earlier this week there there's a key component of this that I should have that I should have inserted asserted and I forgot to and now I can understand so I owe some of you an apology I, I can understand why some of you thought that I was merely telling you to move to a red state so Republicans could win and I couldn't understand why you came to that conclusion because I spend so little time on this show promoting the interests the overt interest of the Republican party or analyzing it or discussing it right i, mm-hmm. I couldn't understand it but now i think i kind of do there's a there's a missing piece to your analysis xavier we have a a political system in our country called federalism and and the way this system was devised was that in the it, should the main federal government go off the rails, you would not instantly have to go rebellion, like what the truckers had to do in Canada, like what the farmers are currently doing in in the Netherlands. They don't have that ability. Even if even if this person existed in their culture, they could not get a Ron DeSantis elected, a governor of a province in Canada or a state of Denmark that would um, essentially interpo- interposition himself and his office between an intrusive, coercive, out-of-control federal government and the populace. This system exists here. This is, this is a vital thing to understand why, even if you are, even if you are doing, if you're, even if you're doing battle with Shannon in a state like New York, you're doing battle in a state like California. You're you're whistling past the graveyard. Because there's an there's an opportunity via federalism to strike a far more instant and devastating blow against the system than it would take you years and years and years and years and years, and years of organization to accomplish. Look at what Ron DeSantis has accomplished in Florida in three years. And and now that he has devastated the statewide Democratic Party, dude is now devastating school boards across the state. Did that in three years. That is the power of our federalism system. To spread ourselves out, even into pockets of red in these deep blue states, where you are outnumbered statewide, means you're not fighting smart. You may be fighting very hard. I don't deny that. But you're not fighting smart. Because you have chosen, you're like the Christian conservative leaders in the 80s and 90s who decided, you know what? America's growing increasingly biblically ignorant and the Bible won't make any sense to them. So instead of like saying, that's the reason we need to bring the Bible out more, you know, they decided we're going to put the Bible away and we're going to make just general moral arguments we're going to be social conservatives now we're not going to be christian conservatives values voters we're going to rebrand not going to cite the bible or bring up the word of god we're going to say things like traditional marriage and and we're going to do fact and data based studies about why marriage is better for children i mean these things are all true by the way right yeah who did it persuade Unpopular. no one not a damn not a damn person persuaded nobody nobody in fact it's to the point now We had the guy on that you know about a year ago that came on our show to say it's actually the, the people promoting the rainbow jihad. They're the ones that get married and stay married forever. They just, they recognize, so they're actually living by the old magic and then trying to poison everybody else with the new stuff. It didn't work because it wasn't about the value. It was about the weapon. You took the weapon and said, we're going to fight without it. And values voters and Christian and social conservatives, did they fight real hard for the next 25, 30 years after that? Yeah. And, and what did they win?
6: We have little to show Very for it. Very
1: little to show for it. Didn't, I wouldn't say nothing. You got Roe v. Wade overturned. But overall, where, where is the current trajectory of the culture? Bad. Bad. And 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 some of you will respond like the 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 covid idiots. it would have been even worse if he had not done the masks and the jabs. That'll be a response. would have been. Even, I don't know. What the hell is worse than teabag and kindergartners? What's worse than that? What's worse than meatball surgery, as Aaron adequately describes it? What's worse than that? It's pretty bad, guys. I, I mean, it's pretty bad. We took the biggest weapon we had. There's a reason why your enemy says, "I'll debate you." If you, set the Bible aside and let's have a debate. Well, no poop, Sherlock. Someone's got a bazooka pointed at me and all I have is a women's studies degree. I'm going to wait till they put the bazooka away too till we debate. Fair? Who wants women's studies degree versus bazooka? Who wins debate, do you think? Bazooka every time? Let me take my weapon, the most devastating weapon ever unleashed in this universe, the word of the only living God, and let me put it on mothballs voluntarily for my enemy doesn't just sound dumb when we say it out loud, but it's what we did for decades. You're doing the equivalent of that by by bypassing the federalism system. The federalism system was put into place so that you wouldn't be three counties out of 78 in a state completely outnumbered and cornered with guns pointed at you. That's why it was given to you. That doesn't mean, by the way, that... It's guaranteed to work, right? It's you still may end up in that fate, right? It right. still might. You, it still might be you're the Red Dawn counties that still may happen. But <laughs> are the odds higher or lower if you bypass the federalism weapon? Higher that it'll end up like that. Federalism was intended for you to not have to do that. Federalism was intended for us to create independent states. It says in the Declaration, these free and independent states, they referred to these United States of America, by the way, not the United States of America back in those days. These, as in they are singular entities. That's why the Tenth Amendment says any power that is not specifically vested in the federal government resolves to the states. We are taking a devastating weapon, just like we did in the previous era. The boomers did this with the Bible. They took the the boomer activists took the Bible and hid it under a bushel, and now they're now they're surrounded on every side. The, the the gen The Gen Xers, our generation, we are spreading ourselves out too thin, and now we're taking the biggest political weapon we have, federalism. Ron DeSantis has created the, the freest country on earth. It's called Florida. It's the freest country on earth right now. In a smaller way, Kim Reynolds did that in Iowa. We lived dramatically different than the rest of the country did after the initial wave of lockdowns. From May 1st on to the rest of 2020, we lived dramatically different than the rest of the country did. That's federalism. If we move to places where our numbers are favorable, it's not about voting for the red wave to save us. It's about now we get to kick in the devastating weapon we were given, federalism. I'd love to see. I'd love to see what Shannon Joy's efforts look like in South Carolina, and what they could make Governor Henry McMaster do in a place like that. Wouldn't you like to see that? I'd like to. I'm curious. I'm. I'm a little curious what that looks like. With all due respect to her and efforts like hers and the rest of yours. It is far more likely this country will be toast before you reach critical mass in those kinds of demographics. Let's do a risk-benefit analysis. I'll ask you guys, what's more likely to happen? That you successfully, on a statewide enough level, reach a critical mass in California and New York to turn those states around, or you build enough critical mass in fake red states like South Carolina, to get them to move and become more like Florida. You guys tell me, what do you think is more likely to occur in the time we likely have remaining to do something about this?
6: Well, for her to be right, and she said as much, we need a galvanizing moment that is the political equivalent of a a miracle, totally Mm -hmm. changes things. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't happen, you're going to run out of time. Mm
3: -hmm. What do you think, Aaron? Uh, Yeah, I mean, asked and answered. I mean, you look at Using COVID as an example, the Jewish community in the United States tend to, unless I am mistaken, but they tend to to concentrate in in cities and larger cities. I mean, that's. But look at how they were treated during COVID. Look how they are treated most of the times in their cities as well. I mean, even post COVID, just anti-Semitic attacks. Every day of the week, seems seemingly in New York City. The reason I bring that that up is that's going to be the rest of us very, very soon, no matter where we are, if this uh, tactical retreat doesn't happen. Now, at the same time, God in his sovereignty can, and we've talked about this before, is it more likely— and the character of God to start a revival in New York City or California. Yeah. That's true, too. Yeah. I would
1: agree with that, too. But yeah. at the
3: same time, too, I mean, if that if you really know in, in, deep in your soul that God is really doing something here, then by all means, follow your conscience. But don't lie to yourself either as a means to protect your own... Your own private Idaho in the middle of New York or the middle of California that don't lie to yourself either. So it, it is a matter. It does come down to it. It's a matter of conscience. But, um, you know, it, eventually the way that this is trending, you're going to be you're going to be targeted, specifically targeted. They will mark you. Upon today.
1: How did we get Roe overturned? A critical mass of states all passed similar legislation defining when a life exists or begins like with a heartbeat and that critical mass of states forced the supreme court to eventually act a critical mass of states that is the federalism system we still have that it's why it's why you went to the it's why you went out to dinner in Georgia in May of 2020 and in California you didn't until May of 2021 okay It's why we had high school sporting events in Iowa in August of 2020. And you didn't have high school sporting events in California until August of 2021. This is a devastating weapon that we are not utilizing. And that is why we need to make our red states as red as we possibly can to create that level of critical mass. Because as great of a job as DeSantis has done with Florida, how, first of all, he gets term limited after this election. What if he gets hit by a bus tomorrow? His wife Casey battled breast cancer last year. What if it and she and she won? What if it been more? What if it would have right. been so serious that required him to step aside? Right. You see what I'm saying? If it, it, yeah, he's created the freest country on earth right now, but that's not perpetual. What's far more likely to be successful, that Florida holds out in a time memoriam or a consortium of states joins alongside? Because eventually, if, the, if they're, if they they're going to go where we think they want to go, eventually, they'll just come right after Florida by any means necessary. Will they come after four or five states or six? You see, the, This is why you need to think along this kind of calculus. And I, I wish I would have thought about it earlier this week when I first broached this subject, and it would have, I think, made my argument stronger. And, and, but, and so that's my bad. Okay, but the federalism that we have embedded in our system is a devastating weapon against tyranny that we have spent too many years not using. And DeSantis has shown, Todd, it does work if we work it.
6: Absolutely. You've just described what uh, has been known from the beginning of this country, which is why it was created as such. In Shanton's voice, though, and I think ultimately this is where you both... Are simpatico. You could hear it in her voice. This is, this is my home, uh, and I w- want to fight for it. Uh, th- I think that's an instinct that you understand deeply, uh, Steve. Because if there's two things about you that you hate, it's losing and moving. Yes, and that's what you're asking people to do. Yeah, and it's r- really hard. I, I get that. I mean, I have fought. I'm in that boat. I hate, I hate losing. So it, it's, everybody is going to have to sit down. Shannon's in her own time. But you, you...
1: Shannon is Matthew Stafford. Maybe this will explain. First of all, this conversation's bigger than Shannon. We'd be having it anyway if you didn't know what a oh, Shannon no, Joy just... was. But, but Shannon is Matthew Stafford. Was Matthew Stafford a great quarterback before he won a Super Bowl with the Rams? Yes. Was he putting up a, a possible, if not likely, Hall of Fame resume? Given his age and career trajectory, before he went to the LA Rams, yes. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you have ever wondered what could that what could that guy do if he was with a functional organization that was actually willing to put the pieces around him to try to win?
6: But he was also, and it's in that commercial he does. Loyalty is yeah. huge for that guy. I he's get a good it. To, he will until he feels he's done everything, and that's why. If we were sitting in there in New York, and you see, so see, here's the—you've been all over the place, and you yep. found a way to survive. I, if New York had been your home the whole time, yeah. you were still staring across the street, and your, you know, stable white picket fence. The parents just lived. I, I, you're right. I am. I didn't spend a time arguing against you. On my, you are absolutely right about this. Heck, I've been arguing about this principle before I was on your show. The whole, You know, you, you you have got to ultimately make it to self, adult decisions. You've got to vote with your feet. Otherwise, you're just endlessly being a victim does not take you anywhere. But There's, fighting till the death. I mean, talk... I'm in. Where? I what? Agree. What's the cause? I, I I think, get it.
1: I think this is where I could be wrong. Shannon said earlier on the show... You know, they're not lining us up on trains yet.
6: Oh, See, I, I think quick, we're like, though. I really
1: believe we're like 10 minutes it away from this.
6: quick. That's the thing. I,
1: I, I mean, I, when it goes, it goes. And it, brother, it's going. Now, I could be wrong about that. And believe me, you, me. Yeah. Because of everything Todd just said. I hate moving. I hate losing. You don't want to camp. I, I don't want to camp. I love Taco Bell. And I want to have pizza delivered someday again when I get off freaking Nutrisystem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm wearing an Aiden Hutchinson jersey. For goodness sakes. All right. I am an ugly American. For goodness sakes. Okay? So believe me when I tell you I want I want to be wrong. Desperately want to be wrong. But I don't think that I am. I, I mean I am concerned that it are historically we've got minutes here, not hours. Weeks, not months. Days, not weeks. And like I'm thinking. When they get when they perp walk Trump, and blame him for the whole jab thing, what happens then? After they've told his supporters for a year they're domestic terrorists and um, they should be they can be bombed and should be rounded up, you see what I'm? I'm just that's where I could be wrong. If I'm wrong about how late the hour is, then she's right. If I'm right about the lateness of the hour, then. Well, I can't say she's right or wrong, because I don't know what God's calling her specifically to do. This is why when I talked about this issue, I don't know all your specific situations, right? The gentleman whose email I read on the show and referred to, I didn't even mention him by name, because I don't, I don't, and then he showed me the rest of his life situation a few hours later, and it made more sense, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't know everybody's specific situation. I just know in general, in general, They would not have had the power they have right now to be doing to us what they are doing right now if 159,065 people in five states lived in different places. That's what I know, right? Yeah, I know that. That's true. Yeah, that's undeniably true. Yeah. So I don't know which 159,65 it is, okay? Because I don't know everybody's life, life, but I know that that there's a there's no point losing your way of life over 159,065 votes. I know that. I know freaking that, okay? And we at least ought to have some kind of conversation about this and the federalism that we're not exercising, we're not deploying. We're yeah. not using it, and it's the biggest weapon we have. I mean, I don't understand. I'm I, 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 I I'm living in blue Oregon. Now I bring on Oregon, they might actually get a Republican governor <laughs> this year. All right. I'm in blue Washington state, and I'm just admiring what DeSantis does, and then I just go to work and do the same thing in my... I, how do you think he got that i mean it takes numbers and and does this make does this is am I, am I making maybe more sense that i was making earlier this week with the federalism angle perhaps i think
6: you were. i mean this isn't even i think to me this was implied which is maybe we all think so much alike that um we didn't see clearly that we needed to stretch this out a little bit more i think you made sense. Uh, on Monday. This does help, though. This is a, you're kind of adding a, a bit of a Occam's razor aspect to this. As hard as moving and all that sacrifice is going to be, if you really want the things you're fighting for there, freedom, the simplest way, the simplest way you hit on it. How do you overcome Not that? Not the consci- easiest, but the no, simplest. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah? You're going to have to change up your life, but you'll get what you want quicker with a higher degree of certainty if you acknowledge the fact that this whole radical change that we had with Biden, etc., all their manipulations happened because of the number of votes he said in five states. Mm-hmm. That's 159,065. With 65. so much chaos out there, yep. wrap your brain around that level of certainty. Because to point your question about how late the hour is, Aaron, how'd you put it? A couple days. If this isn't the 11th hour, I don't. I don't want to know what is or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. It's really bad.
1: Is it ironic that we are having um, a difficult family conversation here about a willingness to relocate to where our freedoms and liberties would be most valued and mobilized in order to preserve a country that was founded by people who all left the previous places where they lived to come to a place where their freedoms and liberties could be best valued and mobilized Hmm. ironic isn't it
6: mm-hmm.
1: yeah but I'll let the beating I'll let the dead horse now begin to decompose I will move on <laughs> for everybody's sanity including my inboxes alright when we come back more feedback Friday in a moment stay tuned
0: So that the world may know, this is Steve Dace. If
1: you're a dog owner, you know that taking care of your pet means more than just giving him food and water. By the way, we were discussing this off the air yesterday. This did not get shared with the audience, but you guys recall I came in here yesterday in a pretty, a pretty pissy mood. Yeah, that was fun. And that, that does in fairness to me, it actually probably doesn't happen as maybe as often as my reputation probably <laughs> suspects. <laughs> It really doesn't happen that often. No, it doesn't. No. But I, I did come in in a pretty pissy mood yesterday because my dog, Cap, who I love, but has has just turned my home into his toilet. All right? And I've tried everything. I've tried begging. I've tried retraining. I've tried disciplining. I've tried getting mad. Everything. And my last straw was yesterday. And I, th- I think I even came and told you guys, man, this continues. Dog's got to go. After 10 years, dog's got to go. Right? And after I calmed down a little bit, because the reason I was hot is I, I, I just come downstairs from the shower and i let him out when I got back from the gym. All right. Then he comes back in. I go take a shower. I come down and he has just destroyed my floor. And it's right before work and everybody's gone and I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to be late to get to the show and I'm, I'm hot. I'm hot All right and. Uh, After I would calmed down about an hour into the show yesterday, I think I said to you guys, what do you guys think the odds are? I'm going to be the colostomy bag here. I'm the idiot. I'm going to be jerk face. The dog's at the vet right now. What do you think the odds are? The dog is actually sick and can't help himself. What do you think the odds are? And you guys both told me what?
6: High. Pretty high. Yeah, you told me they were both... (laughs) (laughs) And you were right.
1: Um, Yes, I'm a piece of debris terrible okay absolutely terrible yes i am the dog has a gastrointestinal uh infection and he's on an antibiotic and he is on like special prescription food okay uh it to rehabilitate his gut so yes i am what is this loud noise in my ear i am a terrible terrible person and, and I knew it was, going. To, I knew this was going to, just, I knew it was, I knew it was, I think, cause I told you guys, I, I'm, I, I think I said, I'll lay minus 500. That's how confident I am that this is going to happen. And it did. Yes. The dog is actually sick. It's my fault. Okay. My fault. I'm terrible again. I have no idea what that has to do with Rough Greens, but it just goes to show, I'm just demonstrating again how important <laughs> your pet's health and happiness is. The Rough is. Greens
6: folks are all like white Why? <laughs> I, I'm sure he's going to pull this one out. <laughs> bring it around. Bring it around. <laughs> bring it home, brother. Bring it home. <laughs> he's never let us stop before. I don't know. I can't see the ending, though. <laughs> Rough Green's harder. (laughs) Yeah. Aaron, play your video from earlier. Vaccines, baby. Vaccines.
1: Oh, there it is. Rough Greens, because you don't want to be a jerk like me. All right. Be better. I dare you to do better, and it would not take much at this point. What is that loud noise in my ear? Go to roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F, if you want the uh, supplement powder that uh, helps your puppy get the the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that it needs that is uh, probably missing from its food because they strip that out of there before it ever leaves the factory. Same thing they do to the people food for the same reasons, mass distribution. That's why we take so many supplements these days. Now there's one for your pet as well. We'll give you that first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free when you go to roughgrains.com. R-U-F-F for roughgrains.com. You pay for the shipping, but the bag is free and you can call them as well to take advantage of this offer at eight three three rough dog, straight up. You got we all I think all three of us knew that this is how this that story was going to end, that I was going to end up being the terrible right.
6: Well, I mean, he's 10. he's ten though. I don't do much gambling, but uh, yeah, I was. Uh, you're
1: you're betting. You're, you you were thinking. You were thinking I might be upgrading to a new home in the let's go branded economy on that bet. Perhaps. right? Yeah, I hear you. I love listening to you guys' show. Back to Feedback Friday. My question today is a bit embarrassing. Trust me, it's probably not. I left my job as a nurse for the Department of Defense last year due to the mismanagement of COVID and vaccines. And I know I can probably never return to healthcare or the military in light of the castration that has occurred within both systems. I've had to abandon two things I loved and change the trajectory of my life. These realizations, compounded with the country state, have affected me negatively. And frankly, I need some religion. I think this is trending actually in a very wise direction. I don't think it's trending stupid at all. I have always called myself a Christian, however, I never grew up in the church or actively practiced. I'm not familiar with scripture. I don't really know how to interpret a Bible, leaving me feel isolated, frustrated, embarrassed, and out of place when I have to when I've tried to attend church previously. My question is, are there any podcasts or YouTube shows you recommend to help me better understand Scripture in between church visits? I would search independently, but my lack of clear understanding makes it difficult to discern credibility. I'm sure there are others in similar situations, and I hope men with sound insight like you guys can guide me. Thanks for all you do. Sign in, nurse Searching for God. I have an answer for you. Now, you guys know that I have been really hesitant the last couple of years, man, about recommending theological sources or podcasts or Okay, Um, but this guy's dead. Then again, so was Ravi Zacharias. This guy's dead though, okay? So I think we're okay. (laughs) All right? Um, We have, I got turned on to this guy by uh, some of the couples in our small group. His name is Stephen Armstrong, and his podcast was called Verse by Verse Ministries. So you're looking for Stephen Armstrong verse by verse ministries and and he he did not get through all 66 books of the Bible before he died but he got through a lot of them. And so what I would recommend Ex-Nurse Searching for God and for any of the rest of you that have a similar question. Just we're doing this Genesis. We're going through Genesis with him right now, not exclusively through him, but it's part of our uh uh part of our uh, small group curriculum. And so you can start at the very beginning. Because Pretty much in the first few chapters of Genesis, everything you need to know about the Bible either occurs or is previewed. I guess I would say is archetyped, is is foreshadowed, forecasted. Right in the first, you know, half dozen, dozen or so chapters of Genesis, the entire biblical narrative is right there. So it's a great place to get started. So check out verse by verse ministries. And look for a guy named Stephen Armstrong. And I'll give you one more in our previous small group. I know you guys have watched some of these videos as well. Yeah, Ray Vanderlaan in a phenomenal series called That the World May Know. And in fact, I actually like recommending both of these guys. You know why? Because Armstrong is more of a um, dispensational pre-mill. You won't know what those terms mean yet, so don't worry about it. Okay, Vanderlaan is more of a reformed theology guy. And so I like recommending both of them. Because they have very similar teaching styles, and they come from um, some, dis- some tr- theological traditions that have some distinctions and differences. So that would be very well-rounded. And Vanderlawn's presentations are on video. It's a series called That the World May Know, and they're outstanding. Um, but if you're now more a podcaster and I want something to listen to while driving or working out or cleaning the house or doing the lawn— Uh, Look for verse-by-verse ministries by Stephen Armstrong. I would recommend those two things. That was not a stupid question at all. That's frankly one of the best questions you could ever ask. Not just this show, but in your life, is that question. It's a pretty smart one, actually.
6: If you're interested in some good Catholic sources, but that they will be edifying on a mere Christianity level, I would go old school and new school. Old school, of Archbishop Fulton Sheen, he still is just an absolute Elvis rock star when it comes to this kind of thing. And more modern out of uh Michigan uh, is uh, Father John Ricardo. He is actually the son of the guy who founded the first president of Chrysler. I think Iacocca ended up taking okay. over for him. okay um, yeah, uh really, so I haven't listened to him in a while, but when I was, um, he was really bringing it.
1: All right, this email, I think you guys are... Who was the one guy that we were listening to several years ago? Bald guy. Uh, who was the priest we were listening to several years ago? Bald guy, who was really good, man. He was really good. I can't remember his name now.
6: Is he... he but how old? Uh,
1: about our age group. About uh, our age group.
6: A, a th- priest? Yeah. Was he uh, like uh, From New York?
1: I can't remember, but he was really good. And I think you suggested him to me because he sounded like an evangelical, if I recall.
6: Hmm, if, this was several years are ago. Are you father Father?
1: Uh, don't you doesn't it sound great when middle aged yeah, getting old men fumble of, around for um, uh, no. you're gonna need an F fifteen. Right? Let we'll, me we'll think of it later. You guys are gonna like this note, okay? Steve. My name is Damien Levesque. I'm the writer slash director of the Cleansing Hour. Hmm. I heard your show a couple of weeks ago, where you compared the plot of my movie with the state of politics today. To stay, say that I'm flattered is an understatement. Thanks for watching and spreading the word about it. Wow, there's so much I'd like to share with you, guys to discuss. We know uh, a lot. We not only know a lot of the same people: Daniel Horowitz, Chuck Consulman, and Gary Solomon. Those are my movie directors, by the way, just to name a few but also have some similar spiritual journeys to Christ. And then he asked if I'd be willing to hop on a call with him at some point, sometime. thought you guys would going to kick out That's of that. That's
2: very
6: cool. Yeah. yeah. Is it Father John Carapi? Yes. That's yeah, him. This doesn't go to a good place. It, don't tell me it didn't end well. It did not end well. As far as I know, I have, he's been out of sight, out of mind for a while. I don't even know if he's alive still, but it did not end well. Sorry about that. Cause he was, he was exceptional. See?
1: Yeah. Armstrong's dead. Get his podcast. He's dead now. Patrick Brimble says unequivocally: If Trump doubles down and continues to tout that killing poison, he already ha- he already in the past encouraged citizens to take. He's dead to me and my family. Thank you for your show. May God bless you and your families. Amen. Now I have gotten something like this a lot recently, yeah. like a lot. But I'm because of my political history with Trump, I'm going to attract an element of people that are very sympathetic to Trump agenda, but not necessarily, you know, personally loyal to Trump the brand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm, I'm hesitant to like overreact to it because I think I'm going to get more of these kinds of notes than say, um, who would be a good person to, well, I'll just say my buddy Dan. I'm going to, well, I'm going to get, well, Dan's going to get more of everything than me because he has a much bigger show, but I mean, in terms of the per capita, if we prorated it, fair to say that Dan is more, is, is, is more necessarily pro Trump than me. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. So then um, I don't know whether it means anything per se, because I'm going to get these kinds of notes more than maybe, maybe Dan might get in his audience. What do you guys think? Or do you think it means something? Because, I mean, I have gotten this kind of a note, like, a lot in the last couple of weeks.
6: Uh, I'm not—this is a middle-aged old man now this time. I just—it's—we I it's, we have a lot of stridency that comes in this form. Mm-hmm. And then I find myself in real life— alone in semi-rural... car, I Like, I'll believe this when I see it. Especially now, you have... Assuming he's there, and this is where you can make sure he's there by letting him know this, is that it's the DeSantis factor. Can you imagine... What what would this conversation look like if DeSantis wasn't a reality? It'd be such a different conversation. I think that that's a...
1: This is an interesting point, because you've heard me say people can't replace something with nothing. Right. Right? And so... Does it become easier to ho- to hold an objective standard to Donald Trump, knowing that there is an available um, substitute that m- may even have more have broader appeal? Sure, of course, it makes it easier, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if if it's a little bit like if Kate Upton has a choice, be if 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 it if it's Kate Upton's the last woman on earth, and there are five or six men, okay you still may not like your eyes, right? Mm-hmm. But if there's no other men, then eventually Kate Upton's biological clocks are going to kick in and think, we got a species to perpetuate here. You know what I'm saying? So, you don't like that analogy? I'm fine. Okay. Um, but, so, so yeah. I do think that there would be, whatever, however long you th- or sh- long or short, depending on your perspective, you think the rope is. This, the length of it is, is absolutely impacted by the existence of Ron DeSantis, uniquely. Like, I don't think it applies to Ted Cruz, I, I, and we're not even entertaining like Mike Pence types, okay? Like, I don't think that applies to Ted Cruz or Tom Cotton, Rand Paul. I think it only applies to DeSantis. I think that if, the exi- if, if DeSantis did not exist, the, the length of rope that Trump would have with a, with a segment of people, our people, over these jabs would absolutely be longer. But the fact that Ron DeSantis does exist is very viable. and It does make does give you, I think, in your conscience, freedom to hold him accountable to a standard, knowing that it's not now just a choice between Trump and the people that are trying to destroy you. There is another potential field general
6: out there. And therefore, people who feel this strongly, it's, it's a strongly written letter, an opinion around the water. You need to do two things. You need to both move Donald Trump to stand down vocally you need to say you were, i was with you thank you for everything you've done your time is done we're moving on and you need to then turn around and you need to make sure that the current governor of florida like in in earlier american politics i mean this happened the, you know you, we have william jennings bryan and cross of uh, gold speeches but right. like william jennings bryan would go to a democratic uh party um platform um, conventions conventions he was there as a reporter and the people would like no this sucks you're in again yeah this happened you need to do this yeah
1: you can't replace something with nothing no matter how angry you are at that other something yeah all right folks before we get out of here in these unprecedented times make sure you go into the real estate market with a fully vetted successful real estate agent whose track record has been verified by an independent source who is that independent source well it's us. Head to realestateagentsitrust.com today. realestateagentsitrust.com provides some basic info. Our team will then contact you and introduce you to one of our preferred agents whose track record of success and clarity has been fully confirmed. We've got thousands of agents around the country waiting in line to, get, to be uh, included in this database. And why are they in line? Because we don't just take names. We have to verify them first. We don't pass them along unless we're sure and a lot of times, these agents come from the audience right here at The Blaze, just like you. All right, So head to the website right now, just about anywhere you want to get to or escape from. We can help you at realestateagentsitrust.com. Don't forget, we're off on Monday for Labor Day, and we're gone Tuesday as well because we're filling in for Glenn Beck. All right, So we will next see you here noon to 2 Eastern on Wednesday of next week. Until then, have a great weekend, John 317.